Hey, 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 welcome back to Parentheses the Podcast and welcome back to 2023. Or not welcome back, that didn't make sense. Welcome to 2023. I am recording this the very, very first week of the year, first week of January, and I'm so excited to get back into the podcast routine. It has been several weeks since I've sat down and really recorded a long form episode, and I'm so excited to be back into it. I missed it. I, I love the um, the process of putting these episodes together, doing all the planning, um, thinking about what I want to share, what value I want to share, what things I want to um, uh, recommend or reflect on with you guys. So I'm really excited to be back and um, I have a lot to share, <laughs> lots of updates to give you. So um, if this is your first time listening, um, please uh, just know that I am so stoked you're here. Uh, my name is Belle. I am a copywriter and marketing strategist based out of Calgary, Alberta, uh, close to the mountains, um, close to the Rocky Mountains in Canada. And I uh, love sharing book recommendations, um, marketing tips, copywriting strategy, um, all kinds of things on this podcast. And I think I'm going to jump into it because I have a lot to cover. I have recently got back from my first time going home for the holidays, um, which is also, side note, one of my absolute favorite festive movies, that old home for the holidays movie. Um, it's like a very old school Thanksgiving kind of movie. <laughs> and for some reason, I just love it so much. Um, and that's kind of how I felt when I <laughs> went back for the holidays, to be honest, as I was channeling my um, home for the holidays energy, which if you've seen that movie, she wears like a very long coat. Her family's a lot. Um, you know, it's a very, one of those like awkward indie type movies. And I am a fan. Anyways, now I'm going super off track, but my point is this was my first time ever going home for the holidays. We moved to a new city last year, if you didn't know, and so um, we had about an hour and a bit flight uh, back to our hometown, and um, it was amazing. We were there for 10 days. We were one of the only flights that went out to uh, our hometown that day because so many flights across Canada were delayed, were canceled. We ended up hanging out on the tarmac for like three hours uh, waiting for our flight to go out. So it was a bit of a journey getting home, but we were so grateful we made it. So many people unfortunately did not make it. Um, if that was you, I really, really feel for you. And I really, really hope that you still had a, a wonderful holiday season. Um, I know that a lot of people really struggled with the plane uh, situation with so much snow um, and weather and delays um, across uh, across Canada this past uh, past holiday. So very uh, much grateful that we made it and we ended up having a really, really wonderful visit. It was such a good learning curve, I feel like. <laughs> I think that a lot of people go home for the holidays and they know kind of what I'm about to probably say, <laughs> which is that um, as you get older, I just feel like the holidays take on this kind of, they're a different beast than when you were a kid or when you were a teenager. And it's also really different having to travel. Um, it adds a lot of uh, coordination. It adds a lot of stress. Um then of course there's how much time you're visiting and uh, you want to really be present and intentional with all of your spending time with family and friends. Um, and yet you're also, it's, you know, you're off of work and you're trying to also have some moments of relaxation in there. And it's just, 
it's, it's a tough balance for sure. So there were some really good lessons there. Uh, some of the lessons being that, uh, I really should not view going home for uh, the Christmas season as like a break really, because you have to kind of have your energy on the whole time because you're like going from family member to family member's house. You're seeing friends. You're, you're just, your social battery is, um, being drained the entire time. And so, uh, we were super, super lucky to, um, stay with my in-laws and they were lovely. They really let us like have our own space. Um, and kind of take some time downtime in the mornings if we needed and all of that. So that was really uh, great. Um, definitely helped with keeping up some energy for all the visiting. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely some really good learning learning moments for me as someone who never has had to like fully travel home for the holiday season. Um, definitely some good lessons. Definitely some good things that we will take into future Christmases. Um, and yeah, it was overall just honestly though a wonderful visit. And um, as much as there were you know, some lessons learned about the mindset around it and how much energy you're going to be like expelling the whole time you're, you're there. Um, other than that, uh, we were feeling so grateful. Our families are, um, so wonderful and it was so nice to spend time with siblings and parents and friends, um, and extended family. It was just super, super lovely. And it made me feel very, very grateful for the people I have in my life, which was awesome. Um, but also tiring (laughs) just to be frank. So when we got back, we had um, one full day to uh, prep for uh, New Year's Eve, which we went out for, which again, we had never done that before. It was like a, we had two weeks of all new things. Like we never traveled home for Christmas and then never gone out for New Year's Eve. So it's been a lot of new things, a lot of like high energy activities. And uh, New Year's Eve was fantastic as well. Uh, we went to uh, it was actually a friend's birthday. So we went to his place to celebrate uh, his birthday. And then we all went out. It was a smaller group, actually. It was a good number. I think there was like seven of us, six of us, maybe. Um, I think, yeah, around that. So it was, a, it was a good number of people to go out with. Um, but the place we went was super, super crowded. Not a lot of places to sit. And then there was like no dance floors. There was not a lot of other places to stand. So it did end up being a little bit of a crowded evening, but still such a fun time. There was really good music playing, which was great. Um, and uh, we got to play a bit of shuffleboard, which I got kind of randomly good at, <laughs> which usually I don't get good at games quickly. So that was kind of fun. So we played that a bit. Um, we brought in the new year, you know. Uh, we had some drinks. It was really lovely time. I don't know if I am a going out person when it comes to New Year's Eve. I think maybe I've learned that I prefer a smaller house party or staying in, but I really did love getting dressed up. I thought that was, that was one of the best parts, but celebrating our friend's birthday and the getting dressed up. Those were definitely highlights for sure. I think I could do without the going out um, somewhere though, because it is very crowded and I am ultimately a homebody when it comes down to it. So (laughs) it was definitely a fun time, but um, probably next time we will be sticking a little closer to home, but we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, that is kind of what we've been up to. It's been a lot of family, a lot of um, feeling grateful for our friends, um, lots of seeing people we don't get to see all the time. And then going out for New Year's Eve was so fun. So it's just been, it's been a great time, but I am, I am very tuckered out though. (laughs) Now that we're done, I'm definitely 
feeling the effects of being so on and having your social battery drained for so many days in a row. And I was very grateful to just have the past uh, day or two to just relax. I've been reading my book. We've been watching some TV, uh, going on just walks, um, just kind of recouping a little bit and getting ready to tackle uh, the first week of January, getting ready to tackle the new year um, and a fresh month, which I have lots of thoughts on and I'm going to share a little bit. Um, about some of those thoughts in one moment. I'm just going to take a quick sip of my water. Okay, I'm back. Thank you. Needed some hydration there. All right. So now that you guys kind of know what I've been up to for the past couple weeks, I did batch an episode or two. So I hope you enjoyed that book uh, recap from last week. It was really, really fun to record. Um, And actually, I'm going to tackle some... uh, some catching up on what I've been watching and reading because I did actually get to a bit of content over the past couple weeks, even though we were kind of in full on visiting mode. Um, First up, I just wanted to mention that I did download, and I'm not actually sure if I mentioned this last week in the podcast, but I did download a new app. So if you are a reader or enjoy Goodreads, um, the app, which is kind of the go-to reader app that tracks your books and everything, um, I am trying a new one as well. So I still am keeping Goodreads. I've set my goal for the year, which is uh, 36 books. That's what I did last year as well. Um, So it's three books a month. I'm feeling really good about that. And I downloaded a new app that helps, um, you can set a goal for uh, the year and everything, like it does a lot of the same things as Goodreads, but what I've heard from a lot of people is that this is an app that gives really, really strong book recommendations um, compared to Goodreads, because Goodreads kind of shows you like trending books um, and shows you books that your friends are reading or have just finished, like those kinds of things. But this app called Storygraph, um, it actually gives you customized recommendations based exactly on the books that you've read and the ratings that you give them, um, which is kind of fun. And it also has some really good analytics of like the types of books you read, how long they typically are. Um, I I haven't, you know, uh, used it a ton. I only have started logging books like a week ago. So (laughs) I just just downloaded it really recently um, and logged the past few books. So I don't have all the data and analytics uh, quite yet. Uh, Obviously, it needs some some information before it can tell me some of that. But I'm really excited about it because I've heard a ton of people say they really like having both um, Goodreads for just general tracking um, and then Storygraph for extra data, learning a little bit more about um, uh, books that they may maybe uh, haven't heard of yet, like that kind of thing. So I'm looking forward to trying that out and I will give you an update if I really like it or really don't like it. <laughs> um, but I did download that and then I also tackled a couple new books in the past um, week or so. And my first book of the year, uh, I actually finished on New Year's Day, <laughs> so very, very recently. And it was The Night Shift by Alex Finlay. And I, I think this was a book that came out somewhat recently. I think it's in the past year or so, maybe the last two years, but I know that it had a lot of attention on um, Bookstagram. So Instagram, um, people really were, were loving it. I saw a lot of reviews for it, a lot of recommendations for people who like mysteries, people who like thrillers. Um, so it's a really interesting concept. I quite enjoyed this book. Uh, I gave it four stars. Um, I thought it was a really interesting way to tell a mystery. 
there was lots of multiple POVs, which is really fun. Uh, it was a little tricky to keep track of all the characters. Um, I was finding it a little tricky at certain points. Um, but besides that, I really, really would recommend this to anyone who loves a mystery, a thriller that's like based in a hometown, um, or any type of mystery where there are um, multiple people kind of trying to solve the case in different ways um, and that all kind of play into the final solution. So the basis of this book is that um, there was a murder at a blockbuster uh, years before, like 20 years prior, and um, a very, very similar crime happens in the present, and you kind of get all the different POVs of different people involved, um, and then you have to kind of figure out, is it a copycat? Is it the same person? Um, And then you have to kind of solve it from there. So um, I really enjoyed. It also has a, a pregnant um, detective, which I thought was really fun. It like added some really good, um, not humor is like the wrong word, but it added some good uh, like entertainment value because obviously it's a very different type of relationship that uh, someone has to a crime or to uh, their work when they are expecting. And she was like expecting really soon. I think she was eight months pregnant in the present day timeline. Um, And so I found that actually really cool. You don't see that all the time in mysteries. And I thought that was really fun um, and added a, a lot of good stuff to her character. And, um, I really liked the young girl character as well. Um, the, the, she was a victim in the, the present day case. And then you got to kind of learn a lot about her. I thought her character was awesome too. So there were some really good, strong characters. Um, and as I said, rated it four stars, I did not guess the ending and I guessed, uh, two situations that maybe like were the, um, you know, were the answer or whatever to the case and they were both wrong. So I think that is the sign of a good mystery where, um, I guess it a couple times and then they were all incorrect. I think that's really fun. So that is a definitely a strong recommendation. That was my first book of the year and really enjoyed. Uh, definitely if you like mysteries and thrillers, I would recommend. The other book that I just started and I'm actually at about halfway through and I am loving this book. It's called Daisy Darker. It's by Alice Feeney, another very popular mystery author. This one is like a play off of And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. I am actually not a huge Agatha Christie reader. I've read several of her books, including And Then There Were None, which is, of course, one of her very, very famous ones. Uh, but I am i don't typically read a ton of her books, so I, I am not uh, super well-versed um, in her. I just know, of course, like some of her bigger ones that I've read. But this is a very fun play off of it. Like there's a poem. That's kind of like one of the big things about And Then There Were None is that there's this poem that kind of predicts what's going to happen throughout the book and you have to kind of figure it out. And then the same thing happens in this Daisy Darker. But I have to say, one of the things I like the most about this mystery, um, whodunit style Christie book is that, uh, the writing is so strong. Like the descriptions of every character are so good, um, and so in depth. And sometimes that bugs me. Um, like, you know, when it just feels like there's too many words to describe something, (laughs) sometimes that can annoy me a little bit, but for some reason, I'm really enjoying the description and the writing style. I have never read any of Alice Feeney and I definitely feel like I will now that, um, I've, uh, been halfway through this book. So I just started that I'm about halfway through and really, really enjoying. So would highly recommend if you are into that whodunit Agatha Christie type mystery, uh, style. 
Okay, the last couple things I wanted to mention about content that I would definitely recommend um, are uh, Avatar, which we saw the second one, um, The Way of Water. We saw it over our Christmas holidays and it was really good. I am definitely on the team that it was way too long. Um, I've been hearing a lot of mixed reviews. Some people seem to love that it was really long and didn't get too bothered by it. Other people like me are were struggling. <laughs> they were struggling with the length. Um, I know that a lot of other movies are three hours long now. I'm aware of that. I know that's not just an Avatar thing. But I did think that even the storyline itself could have been shifted a little bit so that we just didn't see the same things play out several times. Um, there was, you know, there's of course a big battle at the end and I feel like the battle kind of stretched on and on and on and on. Same with some of the other scenes where I was like, okay, we've seen it. Like, let's continue the story. However, um, the redeeming factor of course, is that Avatar is stunning and so beautiful and the world that they've created is truly so incredible. Um, so all those scenes of the underwater creatures and the underwater, like them learning how to swim underwater, like it's so beautiful. Um, I really do recommend. I just uh, struggled with the three-hour movie. I had to pee very badly <laughs> partway through, and I was starting to get a bit uncomfy in my seat. Uh, it was also a very packed theater. I'm not sure if you guys agree. Um, we go to the movies uh, fairly regularly because my partner really loves uh, the movie theater, loves watching like big movies in there, and I know not everyone does, but um, we go uh, somewhat often, and I have to say, when a, a theater is packed, for some reason, I get so much more uncomfortable um, in my seat. I think it's just, I'm scared to move as much when there's so many people around me. Um, or I don't know what it is, but I do find that when it's a packed theater, I just, I get a little bit more antsy, um, and I struggle to sit through the longer movies. So definitely the length was a bit of an issue, but besides that avatar was beautiful, um, and really well done, of course. The other uh, show that we tackled, we didn't actually watch a ton over the holidays, to be perfectly honest, just because, again, we were really doing a lot of visiting, doing a lot of um, playing games, um, spending time with um, family and friends, doing puzzles, all that kind of stuff. But uh, since we've got back to our home, um, we started watching, I put it on kind of randomly. Um, we both really like Jake Johnson, the actor. He is Nick in New Girl, if you are a sitcom New Girl fan. Um, so Jake Johnson is in this show called Minx, uh, M-I-N-X. And I wasn't really sure what to expect. It's kind of an interesting concept for a show. I believe there's just one season out right now. Uh, the basis is that there's this uh, feminist journalist in the 70s who really wants to create a magazine for women. Um, and you're like, okay, that's cool. And then she tries to get it published and all these male publishers like don't want to publish this magazine that she's trying to push. And, um, this, uh, publisher of a porn magazine, um, ends up like getting the rights to publish um, a bunch of her articles and they kind of work together to put out this magazine for women. Um, but in the, the porn space, which is so interesting, it's definitely like an adult show for sure. There's lots of nudity. It's an HBO special. Um, but I, d I am really enjoying, I love a show where they put a lot of attention into, um, uh, like the sets and the costumes. And I'm finding this show, like if anyone watched the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, this is very similar to that in the way that the sets costumes and design of the show, like the visuals are really, really, um, amazing. Um, kind of just like a goofy, uh, concept, like it's not, uh, anything crazy, 
but I am really enjoying watching it. And we of course love Jake Johnson. I think his character is hilarious in this show and yeah, it's a, it's a great one. So, um, I don't know if I would recommend this to everybody, but I really love the style of, um, the show in the same way that the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is like that. And I'm trying to think there was a few other ones that I'd seen somewhat recently that I can't think of that kind of do the same thing where there's like lots of bright colors. It's like very visually cool to watch. Um, so yeah, so that's the other thing that I had been watching, um, in the past few days. And I think that's it for my content plate. Uh, I think that's all that I tackled in the past couple weeks and I'm excited to get back into more reading, um, in the next few weeks. Um, I'm, I have lots of books on the go and I'm excited to recap as I go. Okay. Uh, what I wanted to spend a bit of time on, um, today is I wanted to talk about goal setting and intentions for the new year because I'm going to be honest. So (laughs) I am definitely a type A. I love to have all these goals. I love a to-do list. I run my life through Asana, which is like this organizational tool. I'm, I'm very, um, organized, streamlined, effective, all those things. So naturally I love goal setting and I love like putting together my intentions or themes or words of the year and all that kind of stuff. But this year, I am really not feeling ready to do that um, in the first few days of January. And I think that that is okay. And I want to talk a little bit about that. And I want to just say, no matter whether you love goal setting, whether you don't at all, like it's not your thing in the least, I think that something I'm really realizing and that I wanted to share a little bit more about what I'm doing instead of kind of traditional goal setting this year is that... I would really prefer to set big goals or, um, you know, my intentions or whatever when I'm in the right mindset. And sometimes I'm not in the right headspace for it. Sometimes I'm not feeling super motivated. I'm not feeling super confident. Um, and sometimes (laughs) that doesn't correlate with the exact moment that quote unquote, you're supposed to set goals or supposed to get excited about a new year. I am very excited for 2023. Do not get me wrong. I'm actually super, super excited. I think this is going to be an incredible year. Um, we have so much going on, so many exciting things happening. Um, I think there's some big decisions we're going to be making, um, about our life, about wedding house, um, trips we're going to take career, like so many fun things, so many good, big moments coming up. But I am just not quite in the mindset of like laying out, here's what I want to tackle for this year. Um, And I think that that is fully okay. I've been seeing a lot of people sharing this online. I've been talking to some friends about it. We touched base with obviously some family members when we were visiting. And I think it's a pretty common feeling this year from the people that I've been talking to and some of the things I've been seeing online is that goal setting is awesome, but it's not the only thing or the only way to head into a new time of life, a new year, a new month, a new week, um, a new uh, era, like however you want to think about like these new times, um, you don't have to be setting these goals just because that specific thing has happened. Like for example, I always think of kind of Mondays as like a new week, which is kind of fun. And sometimes I get really excited starting a new week on a Monday. Sometimes I wake up on a Monday, zero motivation. I have to really, really push myself to get excited about different projects. Um, or sometimes I have to work on my mindset more in the morning so that I can be good for work in the afternoon. Like I think that's just normal. You're not always going to be aligning your mindset with specific times of year, times of day. Um, 
And I'm just really working on being good with that. And just, just keeping in mind that, um, there are so many ways that we can tackle new goals or new intentions or new projects. And so many times that we can do that. It does not have to be at an exact time of year or day or anything like that. So that is what I'm working on is keeping that in mind, not putting too much pressure on myself. And just when I do feel in that right mindset, when I'm like really, really stoked, I have all these ideas, things that I really want to accomplish. That is when I'm going to do that goal setting work for the year that I do love. And I really genuinely do like, and I know some people don't like it at all. And that's also totally fine. But, um, that is just something that I'm really trying to remember as I head into that first week of January, when there's a lot of that external pressure to like put together a big list and have all these big goals that you're like working towards words and putting action steps in place right away. And it is fully okay if you are on the same page as me and maybe we'll just take it slow together. And when we do feel that motivation to put together some fun goals or projects that we want to work on, um, we can do that then. And that's okay. Um, here's what I'm doing instead. And these are some things that might be helpful to you. If you are also not quite in the space where you're like, here's a list of things I want to accomplish this year. Um, instead I am going to be making a to-do list for Q1 specifically, and not even just for Q1, but I'm actually just going to be doing some lists of like things I want to get done. So for example, um, instead of me feeling like, you know, I have to make this big goal about what I want to do with work this year or what I want to do about um, our home situation this year. Instead, one thing that I really, really want to tackle in the next couple of weeks is I want to organize our closet again. Um, we have gained a few more items in the past while and slowly our house is starting to get a little less organized. So it's not a big goal. It's going to get accomplished relatively quickly. It's nothing crazy, but I really do want to, um, get a few more organization, um, systems in place. Honestly, all I have to really do is like buy some new containers and like reorganize the closet a little bit. It's not even that big a project. However, <laughs> that is something I'm really excited to get done. And that is what I kind of want to focus on for right now until I feel that motivation to put together bigger projects or, you know, bigger decisions that I want to be making. A couple other things I'm going to be doing, um, brainstorming with pen and paper. This is something that I don't do a lot. Actually, I do, I do brainstorms for work projects. So for example, if you and I work together on like a brand strategy, so maybe you are a coffee shop and you really want to get super, super clear on your brand, um, who you are, who you're talking to, what kind of, um, marketing material makes sense for you. Um, you know, your taglines, your copy, your website, all those things. If you and I were to work on a brand strategy like that, definitely there would be brainstorming involved. So it involves like putting a bunch of ideas out onto paper. So I do a lot of brainstorming in that way, but when it comes to like my own personal life, I do a lot of that digitally. So I do a lot of like lists. I put together projects in my Asana boards, as I've talked about before. <laughs> but uh, one thing that I really want to tackle in the next little while is just doing more brainstorming with pen and paper for my own life. So even things like sometimes you just have so many little tasks, like even texting somebody about something or sending a quick email about something specific or asking somebody to clarify a question from a while ago or whatever it is. 
honestly on my list right now is like, I need to ask somebody about a book recommendation they suggested like several weeks ago, like little things. It's sometimes really, really tough to get that all aligned in your head. And so I really want to do kind of some brain dumps and just like get some stuff out of my brain onto paper. And I feel like doing that with pen and paper is going to be a good shift for me. As I said, I do a lot of my more personal planning on a digital format. So I'm really excited about that. So that's definitely something I'm going to be doing in the next few days, especially um, just to help kind of get prepped for the new year, um, feel a little bit less like it's a big goal setting thing. It's more like, let's just get all the things, even tiny, ridiculous things. Let's just get those onto paper and like, like even um, putting stuff on Facebook marketplace. I have a few things I want to just pop on there again or redo my ad or whatever. It's like little things, dump that all on paper. I feel like it's going to feel so much better. Another thing I'm going to be doing is getting inspired through Pinterest. Pinterest is such an awesome tool. Um, I love going on there and literally just looking up random things or scrolling through my suggestions board. And I feel like I can get so much inspiration from that platform specifically because it's a very visual platform and it's designed to give you ideas. Like that's ultimately what Pinterest is used for. Um, I've been using it a lot to get ideas for our wedding planning, of course. That's a very common way to use Pinterest. But I also use it for like ideas for blog posts, ideas for podcast episodes, ideas for business, ideas for copywriting, like all kinds of things, I will go onto Pinterest and look up. So that is something I'm going to give myself some space to do over the next few weeks. Um, and I think that's going to help get me in the mindset of wanting to set some bigger goals or wanting to get clear on some bigger decisions. Um, because I just feel like getting some inspiration like that is so, so helpful. Okay. So that's another thing. Um, the last two things are more mindset, um, kind of, angles, I guess. Uh, and the first one is, uh, to stay open to what comes and not being afraid of change. So this is something I definitely struggle with, especially because, um, the way that I uh, work and the way that I do copywriting and marketing strategy is, um, ever evolving. I feel like I've offered a lot of services over the years. I actually started with social media management specifically. I've done content creation specifically. I've, um, you know, added services as I go, as I learn, um, I've done a lot of, you know, strategy work in the past few years specifically, I've gotten more into bigger copywriting projects. Like the services have just ever evolved as my skill set evolves, as I learn more, as I tackle more projects, work with different clients. So I feel like staying open to what comes is something that sometimes I struggle with, but I really recognize that within the work that I do, especially it is so important to be open to what comes. And I'm trying to actually channel that into my um, like personal life as well. Um, so just trying to remember that things will constantly be changing and I'll constantly be making mistakes and learning new things. And that's kind of just part of it. It's not something that you can fully change or avoid <laughs> is, uh, you know, getting too attached to one specific way of doing things or getting too attached to your routine. Um, so just really focusing on that mindset. And I think that's going to help again with my inspiration and ideas for what I want to accomplish this year. 
Um, so I'm, I'm really channeling that into the next few weeks. Um, and the last one is actually from a podcast that I listened to. Uh, the What We Said podcast is a fantastic, like very light, girly chats podcast with um, Chelsea Jade Curtis and JC Marie Smith. They are two lovely gals, entrepreneurs um, based in LA. I, I really love their podcast. I find it so relaxing, so nice to listen to. Um, some of them are funny. Some of them are kind of motivational. Um, so really great, uh, like kind of chatty podcast, I would say, like a culture chatty podcast. Um, and one thing that one of them said on a recent New Year's episode um, is that life is not that serious. And the more that we can kind of remember that, and this is, of course, not to say that things that happen in your life are not sometimes extremely serious, but just keeping in mind that you only get to do, you know, 25 once. You only get to live in this specific place um, at this specific time in your life one time. So, you might as well not stress too much about it. It's really not that big a deal. And sometimes I can take things and build them up to be really big deals. I think a lot of us feel that way. And it's really nice to just remember that ultimately it's not that serious. You can make mistakes. You can embrace things as they come. Um, You can learn lessons and it's all not that serious. I think it it kind of takes a weight off my shoulders sometimes to just remember that. Um, and it just, yeah, it reminds me that there is so much possibility out there. And if you feel so much serious pressure and, and intensity about every single thing you do, first of all, life's a lot less fun. Um, but second of all, it just, it can sometimes limit how much you open yourself up to and how much you tackle, um, as a human being or in your work or in your, um, you know, personal life, like there's just so much out there and you might as well, um, kind of be open to it and not take things too, too seriously. So that is a really good reminder that I took from one of their recent episodes and been really, really channeling that into my new year. So that is, that is, I'm pretty sure my episode here, folks, I, um, I'm feeling like these were, Uh, This was a a really good chance for me to kind of unpack. I I plan these episodes in advance. So it's a really good chance for me to unpack um, kind of my feelings about that first week of January feeling. And I think a lot of us, as I mentioned at the beginning, um, are probably seeing a lot of different types of energy being brought into this specific time of year. Um, And I just am here to tell you that if you are going slow, going slow and easing yourself in back to some routine or back to, uh, to work or whatever that looks like, um, I very much feel you. And if you are running um, full steam ahead, I am so stoked for you. That's awesome. So just however you're kind of taking this week, I hope that some of my thoughts around um, kind of what I'm going to be doing um, to get back into my um, motivated headspace uh, was helpful um, and that you are validated in however you're tackling it that, uh, yeah, we're all all heading into it in um, different ways and that is 100% okay. Um, yeah, I think that is it. And I am so excited to be back. As I said, I'm really looking forward to putting together some more education, um, some more value for you guys, all about copywriting, marketing, branding, books, all that stuff. So, um, if you enjoyed this episode, please do leave me a rating or review. Even if you just click five stars on the app, um, it really, really helps get the episode out to more and more people. And please do connect with me on Instagram if we haven't already or Goodreads, actually. Um, I am at Bell White Creative on almost everything. And you can get my Goodreads um, through my last episode podcast notes. Okay, 
That is it from me. I hope you have a fantastic uh, first week of January and I look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye. Bye.